Welcome to Season 2 of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. We are so grateful that you have joined us. I am Peter Ahn, one of the hosts, and Sua, my co-host, is here. Sua, you are good today. Hola. Hola. Buenos dias. So when you say hola, buenos dias, that means you're doing really well. Yes, excellent. Which excellent. is a good thing. You're doing excellente. Muy bien. Excellente. Muy bien. Muy bien. Okay. Well, cool. Well, listen, I have a. I want to start off with a question, but I also uh, today we're going to do a show about a show about nothing. I I, I love this because then we get to just kind of talk banter a little bit, just kind of talk what's on our minds, what's on our hearts, and stuff like that. But before I do that, I wanted to share. I want I want to ask you this question. I want you to think about it. What would be like the worst day for you? Like. And it cannot be like hmm. something crazy. Like it can't be like with John cheating on me. Like, come on, like something that actually that's not could that legit crazy. Well, no, you think but that's I mean, not but... possible. No, of course, anything is possible. But like, let's just say, like, this could actually happen. Like, it can happen. Like, it can actually happen to you. Like, within the next couple of weeks, you just never know. Like, what would be in your mind, like, kind of like the worst day for you? Like, worst day, and you would just like flip out on your kids. Or whatever, but it would just be like the worst day for you. All right. What would that what would that That's look like? That's a very broad question. So can you answer it's, it first so I can get a sense? Yeah, I will. I will. I will. Oh, so okay. So you know, here here is like the worst day for me. This okay, would be because but because you said something crazy like John cheating on me. Personally, I don't think John the scenario of John cheating on me is I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's like so like if you yeah, say yeah, crazy, yeah. I'm thinking like zombie apocalypse. Like I'm not thinking no, 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 no. like John cheating on me. Oh, okay. That's still within the confines yeah, of realistic. No, 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 things. but 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 like but to me, that seems like an easy answer for you. Like I want you to think, like really okay, think. So you go. And okay, I'll I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay. So, all right, this will be like the worst day for me. Okay. Like I usually go to bed around 10 o'clock. Sometimes I go to bed at 9 30, right? Sometimes I go to bed around 10 30, 11 o'clock, never really past 11, 11 30. Like if I go 12, something is awfully like wrong. <laughs> or yeah, Jenny and I just I stay up, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, but for me, my worst case scenario would be I go to bed like say 10 o'clock and or like a like 10 30. And I get up like at one thirty-two, and I can't go back to sleep. And I end up staying up the entire night trying to sleep. That would be one of the worst things. Okay, so that's that. So now I'm lacking serious sleep. I have a full day, right? Like a full day of just working, like just working. And like we either at the tail end of that day, like say like I had to like go to like Rutgers and pick up my kid. And like to top it all off, like driving back home, like on the turnpike, and I would it would be standstill traffic because there was a major car accident and I had to get home. And here I am lacking sleep. I was up since like 132 in the morning, had a full day of work. I'm exhausted. Had to go pick up a sick kid, you know, at Rutgers, bring her home. But now coming home at night is like just bumper to bumper traffic to me kill me now that would be my worst day and it is so possible for that happening because like in the last week or so like versions of that all happened all separate days but if that all came together in one day oh my goodness girl something bad is gonna happen i just want to point out that i might even throw an f-bomb i don't know so you told me that it can't okay fine okay fine i'm thinking about it you know what that's that does sound pretty terrible for you because all three of it happened to me like within a week's time, but it's not all of that happened in the one day. 
Can I ask you um, something? Yeah. So, you know, last week was Holy Week, right? Did you tail yes. anyone into the church? Sua, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was extra careful, <laughs> extra, extra careful this time to not tail anyone. Even if, when I, once I got out of my driveway, I just said, oh, I don't God. know. I'm going to drive very, very <laughs> calmly. No, I did not. I can't believe so you like, remember that, Sue. It's no, so, so like, embarrassing. So, in, so inefficiency really, like, is oh, toxic to oh. you. Oh, it just, like, it, yeah. It's like scratching, like, your nails on a chalkboard for me. Like, I just, yeah. So it, it's hard sometimes. So, yeah, I need to change. But, you know, but that would be, like, like a day of hell for me the worst day i'm lacking sleep i'm exhausted long day of work you got you got to go through it then you got to pick up a sick kid from school drive back and it's bumper to bumper traffic on the way back and the, the cars are just not moving because it's a major accident like oh man that would be like awful for me that would be really bad that would not be a good that would not be it. like See, if I was coming back yeah. and I'm like Sua, like we like we have to record a podcast. I'll, I would just text you and say Sua, I can't do it today. I can't do I'm sorry, it. I don't have it. In I'm me. just not in the right spirit right now. No, I mean, for me to okay, do this. so for me, traffic in itself doesn't necessarily bother me. Oh, I know it be, doesn't bother you. No, but I've been in a car late, with you. But being late to places yes. really bothers yes. me. Yes. So yes. if I were in traffic and I had to be somewhere and I was running late, oh, then that's I would nice. be really upset. That's nice. But that's then nice. if I'm running, if I'm stuck in traffic, but I'm no, I have nowhere to go, then it doesn't really, like I'll just yeah. turn on an audiobook and I'll be fine. Um, yeah. But I will, you know what? This is totally neither here nor there, but my day did not start off well because um, on the days when I'm recording podcasts, I have to make sure I get all my things done, including my Bible reading before the podcast, because I don't want to start it off on the wrong note. But today- Did you do your tonal, you do your tonal before? I did do my tonal, no? but I'm dressed for my-, my um, yeah, yes, 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 yes. You're gonna do it after. But yeah. um this morning, so okay, it's kind of I'm gonna try to make this as short as possible. So I pack my kids' hot lunches, right? And mm. I use their ther the thermos, but you're supposed to put hot water in the thermos for 10 minutes before you put the food in so that it's already mm. preheated and then it keeps mm. the food like hot for longer. Yeah. My, my kids both eat lunch at one o'clock, which is very late. So I try to make That's sure it's like super warm. late. It's stupid late. So I filled both of the thermoses, but Audrey goes to school after Lila. So I usually do Lila's first and then I do Audrey's. But today I sent Lila to school and then I'm getting Audrey's lunch ready and I opened the thermos and the thermos had food in it. So then I'm like, okay, so what did I send to my Lila? I sent her a thermos with just hot water. What? It was just water that was heating the thermos and I accidentally sent her the water for lunch instead of sending her the spaghetti. <laughs> And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Lila's going to open her lunch and it's just going to be a thing of hot water. It's like my mom. Wait, so what are you going to do? Is she going to buy lunch there then? Well, no. So I, I dropped starve. it off. No, I dropped it off at the office. Okay. Okay. Hopefully okay. they'll okay. get it to her. Oh yeah, Sometimes they will. They they, okay. But that's why I was a little bit stressed out because I was like, oh my gosh, like how I have to go all the way to the school and now I have all these other things I have to do before the podcast at 10. Ah. <laughs> But um, I was just I just kept replaying the scenario in which Lila opens her lunchbox and she opens her thermos and inside is just hot water. It's like my mom packed me water for lunch. Your your worst case your worst day for you will literally be let, let's just say you had six appointments. Are you making and, it for me? Yeah, and you were late for every single one. Yes, of them. absolutely. And yes, the reason why was because of John. 
Oh, that would be a no, that terrible. would lead to me cheating on him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live like this no more. I love it. I, I love it. Um, I love it. That would I be just, a bad, yeah, bad that, No, day. that would be. So, you know, recently, um, okay, not recently, remember like that story years about, ago. Remember that story about Clay's wedding? I just thought about that. I was, I couldn't even look at him. Oh, was, man. You know, the was so the worst part about that was, you know, Tony Yang. Tony Yang is yeah. um, a person who goes to Metro. <laughs> he was the photographer. And when yeah. I was coming in, he looked at me like, you're coming in now? <laughs> like, he judged me. That I, was I like the icing. Kinda... So I would love to just like talk to John on podcast one day and just ask him like, what was that like? How was Sue in the car? Oh, because he, he it knows one hundred percent your fault that you did. Oh yeah, were, that you got late. For yeah. like our marriage to work, we've figured out each other's triggers. There's no way yeah. that he would trigger me in that state because he would know that would not end well. Like <laughs> yes. I, that's a very yeah. volatile state for me. Yes, he would not trigger me. Yeah, you know, yeah. For, I mean, that's the only reason why our marriage survives is like we know yeah. each other's triggers. Um, but yeah, being late to appointments, like in succession, would literally drive me completely yeah. bonkers because there's nothing I yeah. hate more than being late to an yes. appointment. Steve yes. Bang, who is the executive pastor at Metro, who is one of my good yeah. friends, recently said to me that he thinks my superpower is um, saying I'm running late, but then being there early. <laughs> Because I'm like preemptively like, sorry, I think I'm running a little late, but then I'm actually not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all in my head because I'm so nervous. I'm so, I have a phobia of being late to an appointment. I'm the same way. I'm the so I identify with you in that. Like even okay. today, like when I, I had to go pick up my daughter, and I was just like, Sua, there's a chance I might be a few minutes late. I was already in Brunswick, but I got back on time. Yeah, like I, you, I, you know, a few minutes before, and I was like, okay, all right, I'm jumping on in a few minutes. But I was just but like, see, I just, that's I think I that's can't being keep you waiting. thoughtful. I think that's being thoughtful yeah. and considerate of the fact that my time matters, but your time matters even more, and I'm going to be respectful of the yes. time that we made. Okay, now something interesting is um, I read years ago when I was actually working at Metro, I found this thing when Myers-Briggs was like a big thing and it said your personal hell based on your Myers-Briggs. And I thought this was so funny because, um, you know, Pastor David Hosang, New Testament scholar, he's an yeah. INTJ and his INTJ. personal hell was every time I open my mouth to say something intelligent, something really stupid comes out instead. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that is so your hell. Like, can you imagine if he... That was, is so his hell. That is 100% so, his like, hell. Every time he yeah. opens his mouth and he's about to say something yeah. really intelligent, he starts yeah. saying really stupid things instead. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But you know you know what Kevin Swanson's hell would be? Isn't he also all about inefficiency? Oh my God. No, no he's all about the morally corrupt. No, no. But you know, yeah. But you know what I think his hell would be though? What? Da da dancing. <laughs> <laughs> remember that time on staff no oh no God. no here's oh what this, is, this is the, of that day. this is the one thing i remember oh you I, I will never forget gosh. it because you said this it was the perfect thing oh my because gosh. well there was a time our listeners where our entire staff went oh during my, my sermon we went up on stage and we danced our Can whole staff doug clip? told us to dance right and it was fun. You know, we have people like Doug Cho <laughs> choreographed the whole thing. Angela Robinson killed it. Sue, you were actually really good. Oh, That's why you. I think, you know what? Maybe you could have been a K-pop star. Thank you. You know, you were actually really good at dancing. I was, you know, below average, of course. But Kevin Swanson, <laughs> in Sue's words, I've never seen him struggle with anything in his life. Like, I've never seen him struggle. I stand by what I said. Exactly. I by... Exactly. Because he's so good at everything. You know? That would be his hell. Getting that yeah. man to do it. 
dancing the night away that would be dancing the night away hotel. would not work well for kevin swanson yeah that oh my gosh well so i think you know what i don't even need to say it i think you're completely right i think being late to things but yeah being yeah just man just and, i'm breaking and, and out then, in hives and john's the reason why and then, no that would be was, the worst day for him what, yeah what you said was hilarious then i'd be cheating on yeah, no seriously <laughs> this marriage would be no mo Okay. I can't. Yes, yeah, right. I cannot live like this anymore. Yeah, I can't. That would oh, really that is be so, hilarious. so killing for me. It would be so it. killing. It yeah. would be so killing. Mm -hmm. And it it might. You never know. Right? Car could break down. This 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 and that. So things like that could happen. I think but another anyway. one would be if I had to, and I say this with a disclaimer that I love all of my friends and family. I love spending time with them, but if I had to like talk on the phone with people all day, I think I would die. Mm. Oh, you know, because because um. Well, people love talking to you. That's the thing. That's like one of the things. No, that, but you know, but talking office, in person just... doesn't bother me as much. Oh, okay. There's something about like the phone. The phone yeah. Talking. Okay. Maybe it's the it... I think it's the millennial in me. Even if it was like a FaceTime, it was a video call. No, so like I think doing it like once a day ish yeah. is fine for me. But um, but I'm just not somebody who loves. So for example, my mom recently had confessed to me that she feels very unloved by me because I never Skype with her like of my own volition. Like it's only when she texts me through cacao talk and she's like, when can we see each other on Skype? Then I'm like, all right, when can we do it? Like next week. But like, I will well, why never. Why do you use Skype? You can use your phones. You can just my parents cacao her phones. on video. No, I know, but that's oh, no? different because oh. they want to see my kids okay. and it's like, oh, okay, usually okay. the conversation is like, like two hours. I, I didn't even know Skype. I didn't even know Skype was still in business. Yeah, it's still in business. I keep them in business. Oh. Um, but it's like a two hour conversation, right? So it's like, um, I don't want to be holding my phone for like two hours. I just don't, I don't know. Like if you're next to me and you know what? My closest friends know this about me. And the only reason why they are my closest friends is because they've survived this obstacle in our friendship. Mm. I'm really bad at keeping in touch. Like just mm. really bad. Mm. Um, because if you're near me, I'll see you and I love seeing you and I love hanging out with you. But it's very not my nature to pick up my phone and call you be like hey how are you or yeah. like hey what's going on today like to text you like that's just not who i am because yeah. i'm very yeah. like out of sight not out of sight out of mind but it's not like i i just don't really think about talking to people and my friends in my mm. regular life i could go yeah, like yeah, weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks and yeah. still keep you in my heart you know <laughs> but not necessarily feel the need to check up on you and be like yeah. How are you? You know, it's it's hard. It's hard when you like. I don't know, like myself too. I'm just. This is why I'm so grateful. Like my closest friends, like they they would like. I don't know if I could be somebody's like very close friend if they were that needy. Like if they like, I need to talk. Like family, I get you know stuff like that. But like if I have friends, I said, you know, man, like Peter, like you have not texted me or like called me in like a couple of weeks. Like that's just that's just jacked up. Like I'd be like, what? Really? But I was like, wow. How often do you call like, your mom? My mom. I mean, but my mom was like a couple blocks away, so I'll see her like once or twice a week. Oh, so you I, do. Yeah, she comes for, to the house, cooks for the cooks for oh. Christian and stuff like that. You oh, know, okay. For lunch. Okay, so you see her regularly. Yeah, do I do think see you her. Would regularly. call her if she lived distantly. Um, I would maybe call her once, maybe once you a week. Okay, I don't know, but like I'll say, my sister Ellen, I call her maybe. Three times a year, three four times a year, maybe. Three so times at a most, year. 
Yeah, like I don't, I don't talk to my. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, we talked about three, four times. What about Jenny? Like, does she call her siblings? Like, does she do call think? like her sister in Michigan? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, no I don't know. That's what I'm Well, because like I know she sees her other siblings because so, they live nearby. Uh, but I she... would, you know, Jenny is very similar to you in some ways. Um, she doesn't call her sister in Michigan very often. Her sister will call her more than she would call her sister. So sometimes I'll have to say, hey, you should call your sister. Like, you haven't talked to her in a long time. Like, you should just reach out and see how she's doing. And so she's like, okay. So she'll just call. So yeah, she doesn't, she's not as as that as well. So I would say, but you know, her and her younger sister, they call each other all the time. Like, cause they're, they're you know, they, they just, they grew up together. They're mm -hmm. close. They slept in, like in the same room for a long time. So they're tight. So they talk all, you know, like between them, you know, they, like Jenny comes home from work. She always calls her like every day. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What's going on? Same thing with her. She comes back from school. Hey, what are you doing? You know, so they'll, they'll talk like, like I would say Regularly. minimally three times a week. Okay. Minimal. All right. Yeah. But it could be seven times at, at the high levels every day. Wow. Which I'm like, whoa. Are you guys that okay? That is whoa. That is yeah, a little. That's my hell. Yeah. That's my hell. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you for sharing your hell. Thank you for sharing your hell. My worst, worst day. day. Worst day. It's like it's 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 tough when when uh, when we go through those days and it happens sometimes. Okay, so I got a I want to talk about something and I just want to talk. About, I don't know how long we can talk about it, but I recently fasted for a week for Holy Week. I did just liquid fast, and as I went into it, of course, I went into it just kind of like wanted to draw closer to God. Church did a twenty-one days of fasting and praying, so I did it for a week. But I realized before I went into this, I said this fast is probably going to be really good for me. Because I'm starting to realize I have an unhealthy relationship with food. I do not. Mm. I don't think I have a good. Wait, did relationship you never? Is this the first time at like almost fifty? No, no. I I've this? known. I've known. I've known. But I'm just so like you know me to be a very disciplined person, right? Like I, I am a very disciplined person. Although, in a lot pause. Of other ways. Somebody, I'm not going to say who, okay? But recently, uh -huh. this person and I reconnected because they were visiting. Uh -huh. You pr probably can figure it out. But this particular person said to me, "Wow, Sua, I went to eat with." Pastor Peter, and you uh -huh. are not joking. He eats so fast. He's like, by the time I took one bite, he was done with his meal. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that, but that's not, that's, but that's normal for me. But for me, like what I'm realizing is, like, you know, when I set goals, I usually like try to achieve it. Like, so, like, for me, like, you know, I get up every morning, five o'clock, you know, and stuff like that. I pray, I go through my ritual, I work out. I have times when I work out, you know, I'm, I'm like a pretty regimented yeah. guy, you yeah. know, like, like even sermon prep. My sermon is all done by Tuesday, you know, like before the before I got to preach on a Sunday. I, I just I never miss those days. I never miss those ones. Like if worse yeah. comes to worse, maybe like on a Wednesday. So like I'm very, very disciplined. But if I say to myself, like, you know what? I gotta stop eating sweets. Like I gotta stop eating these chocolates, these dang chocolates, these dark chocolates. Or honey butter chocolates. chips that don't belong to me. Yeah, these <laughs> I ate another one recently that didn't belong to me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, Christina brought home a bag from um, Betty and David Hosan gave them a bag of honey butter chips and she brought it back. Christina was in L.A. And when she brought it home, I said, well, they're mine now. She didn't touch it for two, three days. I ate it in one <laughs> sitting. All right. So those are the. But, you know, you know what my kryptonite is? It's that Brookside dark chocolate with like acai or blueberry, that kind of stuff. It's acai. Oh, acai. I'm sorry. Acai. acai. But acai. First of, um, okay. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. You're not going to, you're going to say this is not true, but I can uh -huh. guarantee you hundred percent. It's true. 
I bought those Brookside acai blueberry berry chocolates. Oh, no, so keep good. listening. I bought them right. years ago and they used to be in my little snack corner in my office. Do you remember okay. I used to have a little area where I would keep the snacks? Yeah, and yeah, 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 my yeah. Snacks. You always, yeah, yeah. you were obsessed with yeah. my icebreaker, icebreaker gums. Is that what they're called? Those little gums. Um, there was mm. actually a day you came into my office and you were like, Sua, what's up with this? There's no snacks. And I was like, I'm sorry. Am I like a snack provider in this office? I was like, yeah, how dare you? I needed it. I needed but it. I had a bag of those Brookside chocolates and you tasted it and you said, this is nasty. Okay. And then oh, really? you were like, this is disgusting. Oh my gosh, I can't eat this. And then fast forward like two years, you're like suddenly Sua. Have you ever tried these Brookside chocolates? They're amazing. And I'm like, wait, is this some kind of joke? Because literally two years ago, you were in my office saying this is disgusting <laughs> and how could anybody eat them? Oh man! Anyway, so I don't, it's hilarious. It's hilarious, but they're delicious. They I love Brookside the dark chocolate. <laughs> I currently have a full bag of blueberry. I'm staring at it right now. It's like staring me in the eye, and I just cannot say like you know what I'm not going to eat these because they're not good for me, and you know, and I just I can't be eating these. But I'll just eat it like after like a a good Korean meal with all that garlic. I'm just like I, I need something sweet, and you know, you know, you know, I have a serious sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I go into your office. I'm yes. like, all right, I gotta go in, and I'm mm -hmm. like, whoa, Sue, you're out, of, you're out of sweets, you know, kind of thing. I don't have sweets in my office. If I did, I'd eat it all like in a day. The so I have that to, like, you came into my else. office and asked me, and I'm like, I just laugh after you leave. Like there was, I remember there was one time I had a banana on my desk, and you came in to talk to me about something, and then you just keep staring at my banana, and you're like, are you gonna eat that? <laughs> No, I did not say that. Yes, Wait. you did. And I was did like, I you eat can have banana? it. So then you ate my banana. There was another time when you came in what? and I had, a, I had a sweet potato. You I know, don't believe you. In my office. And then you were literally oh, that... like, you were like, are you going to eat that? <laughs> and then I remember distinctly because you started eating it with a peel. And I was so like, what are you doing? You're supposed to the peel The peel that. is the best part. It's all the exactly vitamins. exactly what you said. You exactly. were like, what do you mean? The peel is the best part. You cleaned it, right? You cleaned yeah. it. Yeah, it's fine. So that's how you know I'm not lying. Because does that not yeah. track? That, that I do, but I can't believe I ate your banana. You ate like, a lot of my. Diet. I don't eat banana. I just eat, but I'm not like I love banana. But sweet potatoes, oh man, I would eat that all the time. So yeah, all the time. going back to your unhealthy. So, so, so you know, like there was a time where, like, I like, and and so you knew me back in those days. Those were the 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 fat Peter days. Do we need to bring right? back your picture? Those, yeah, like I had like two heads like my my face i had like more chins <laughs> than a chinese phone book right okay, so okay. we're not supposed to be fat shaming okay we're gonna oh, get okay. flagged sorry we're sorry, gonna get sorry. Flagged. but anyway i i was i was morbidly obese that's what you know, my doctor said you are morbidly obese at that point and i came back from korea and <laughs> i i it took me 30 days to get over jet lag and then i realized something is awfully wrong and then my good buddy alex said he has diabetes and he was just like, you know, Peter, like, I want to be able to, like, you know, walk my daughter down the aisle. I want to have friends. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. But with this disease now, like, who knows? I mean, I could be compromised at like 55, 60 mm -hmm. years old. And then I just said, man, I have no filters when I eat. I just eat everything I see. I just gorge. I love it. And I used to always think, ah, you don't got to worry about your body because, you know, your body, it's, don't worry. I, cause I know people that are so vain about their bodies. So I'm like, ah, you know, I'm spiritual. I don't need to worry about my physical body. And then that's when I did the whole Maven Taylor thing. I said, dude, I need your help because like, I want to get better. Like, I feel like God's telling me I got to get healthier. And he's didn't like, he not believe that you were going to do it? He did not believe me because he's tried before. He goes, you're not going to do it. And I was like, no, I promise you I'll do it. Like, I'll follow everything you tell me to do. And he just kept saying, you're not going to do it because I know how much you like sweets.
And I said, as a, and I call him D because I because I know his Korean name, so I call him D. I used to call him by his Korean name. So I said, listen, D. I was like, I'll do everything you say. And he goes, well, if you're gonna if you're really gonna listen to me, then it's got to be for six months. Hmm. You got to listen to me for the next it's six months. And I said, I will listen to you for the next six months. And that really recalibrated me. Right? That was such a long time ago. I think it was like 14, 15 years ago. And now you fast forward like 14, 15 years later, I'm starting to see those patterns of just this unhealthy, like just eating and eating and eating and eating and just eating like sweets and stuff like that. And if I don't like go to the, like, you know, you know, back then I didn't work out. So you get real, but I can offset that because I work out, you know, and stuff. But now you, you know, I'm going to be 50 next year. I'm like, everything is slowing down and I'm starting to sense it. But the worst part of it all is like, you know, like the vain part, maybe it's a small part of it, but I'm trying to get back into playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And my knees are telling me, bro, you got to like lose some weight here because you're carrying too much cargo yeah, and you still think you could move. Is it is it is it actually like at your height and weight ratio? Like are you is it recommended that you lose weight right now? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think really? so. I I think my my I don't I don't know the I think my height and my weight and I always think like the American charts are a little bit off. They say that I should be um 195 pounds. At my height. That seems really right? low. Yeah, but that's I think when I went to a doctor, that's that's when I'm like, really? I'm I'm two twenty. So I'm like, that's you know, like I if you go according to that, then that's twenty that's twenty pounds. No, no. That's yeah, that's twenty no, that's twenty five pounds. That's, that's twenty five pounds. I don't I don't I don't So anyway, so at my at my skinniest at my skinniest, like when I did that Maven for six months, I was like 198. Like I was like so skinny. Were, I don't like, know if I want to be that mean. skinny. Yeah, I was like, because I was eating like quinoa every day, man. Like that's what I was eating for dinner. Like quinoa and like ground Yeah, I remember and... because you fed us quinoa pasta and it was really weird. <laughs> oh, that was so disgusting. <laughs> so anyway, it was like all yeah. stuck together. Like the noodles were all stuck together. It's, it's crazy. So when I went into this fast, I was like, God, I think this fast is really great because I think I think there's a small part of me, like I think food is slow. And you know, this happens with everyone, but I think for me now I'm realizing this could become an idol if I'm not careful. So I got to really like just that discipline. Wild and... food as an idol. Oh, food is definitely an idol, right? And idol is anything that's more important than God. Is it you know, stuff it gives like you joy that. to eat it? Oh, you know, I love What does to food eat. provide for you? I love eating. I just love tasting okay, amazing so, food. Sorry. So recently... Um, I've been, I have actually listened and it wasn't even like on purpose. I think it just, just came, came up on my podcast news feeds, uh, feeds, but I was listening to an episode about food and it was, a, it was like a New York times podcast. It wasn't like a religious podcast, but it's very interesting because they were talking about how there's, you know, most people you meet other, if your name is not like David Hosang or like Kevin Swanson <laughs> or Linda Swanson, most Those people guys don't like food. Yeah, they don't most like people food. say like most people that I hang out with which is probably not a coincidence, will say like, yeah, I like to eat. Like I, when I go travel, like I really look forward to the food. Yeah. Like it's a really big joy for me, right? But they said that they've studied it. And even within the people who say they enjoy food, there's varying degrees of how much yeah. they are attached to food. So they did a study where they actually, the study was designed to, to test like how different these people are. And one of the mm-hmm. tests was they had this video game where in order to, get a bite of this food that the testers were giving them they had to like win like achieve a certain level on the game and they yeah. measured how much people like food and how much they see it as a reward for themselves by seeing how hard like and how long they're willing to try to achieve this 
for mm. that reward of the food. Mm. And they said it's actually very interesting because there's a specific group of people that really, really find food to be a reward for them, like much more than the average person. Hmm. I totally believe that because John is like that. And I, for a long time, I couldn't understand what he meant when he would try to explain to me his love of food. I'm like, I also like food. But then yeah. only recently, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, it's actually different because I enjoy food, but I think he's addicted to food. And I think this is a very different no, but point. He, but, 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 but he only eats once a day, right? He only eats once a day because he once he starts eating, he can't control himself. So the well, only I, I, way that he can control know. himself is by eating as much as he possibly can. So he's a binge eater, I think, is what he is. Okay. So he yeah. says that... Okay, so for, okay, I'll give you an example. When we're yeah. eating... He says yeah. it makes him sad that the food is decreasing in amount. No, no, stop that. Stop no, that. I swear. I swear. <laughs> I swear. And I couldn't, is this hilarious. is what I mean. I couldn't understand what that meant. And, yeah. you know, when we were dating, we used to go to this place called the Muscle Maker Grill, RIP. It used to be at Edgewater next to that. I know the Muscle like. Maker Grill. Mm -hmm. And we used know, to order like these foods and we yeah. would order the same it's thing. It's healthy. Yeah, we would both order the yeah. Santa Fe chicken rice platter or whatever. Oh, we order the excellent same thing, choice, by the way. But excellent he would choice. reach over and start eating my food. But I would be like, you ordered the same thing. But he's like, I don't like to see my food decrease. Oh, and remember the time when you guys were at the Halal Guys in New York City? Oh, God. See, and this he is had what to I put, mean. He had to put yes. money in the meter and he expected you to get him two and you did it. And, and he screamed so me out in you? front of the entire line of people <laughs> waiting. He bring me out. And... um. Okay, sorry. John's gonna be like, "Why do you have to blow up my spot to everybody?" But, but I think this is something that I've realized recently is like, okay. you can like food, but then there are some people who it's extra. Yeah. So the, I don't think I'm there yet, but I think I'm like, I gotta be careful because if I if I don't watch myself, I'm gonna get there, and I just have to be careful. And I think you know, at the end of the day, like you know, we we can't have like any kind of idols in life because if you do that and you know and for me you kind of know i'm an intense and i like extremes and stuff like that so yeah like i think even in eating i can do that i can get to the extremes and i can just like eat like you know like a like i, I can never finish a whole bag of brookside but i could eat a whole lot of it you know and stuff like in one sitting and stuff like that so anyway but yeah but but i love eating but i'm realizing like i, I i'm starting to have i think i'm believing i'm gonna have i have an unhealthy relationship with food and i just have to be careful because part of this at the end of the day is that I don't want it to just, you know, physically keep hurting me, right? Because I still want to be active. Like, I love being active. So I need to keep being active. So, because you know how skinny my legs are. So, Stop if bragging. I, no, it's not bragging. I Someone wish I had want thicker, skinny legs. I wish I had thicker thighs so that it can handle the pressure for my knees. But it's because I have such skinny legs, my knees, and so I have this a big upper body, but I have like this, a tiny okay, legs. You talking to me about wanting thicker thighs is literally the equivalent of like a white person who's telling a black person, like, I wish I could be more tan like you. Like, that's literally how I feel right now. Like, you, do you? Sue us. Wow. Sue us. Come like, on. let's You're acknowledge your privilege. Let's, ex Come on, like, let's acknowledge your privilege. Okay. Stop like, this. I, Stop in this, this scenario, I am the person with the extreme. 
thick legs? No, you're you not. Are you ragging to me. You're such a liar. Ragging to me. Liar. You're such a liar. No, I'm not. Anyway, and you and not. and you've been doing that tonal. Are you still eating a very low well, carb diet? Okay, so can I tell you something? I actually, I now that outside I think of about, your trip from Italy, um, I think well, yeah, that was not that was not low carb. When you talked about worst day for me. Um, it would be I suddenly got a different answer. I suddenly got a different what? answer. What so, eating carbs all day? So TMI. I am so sorry. You, if Go you are it. easily que like squeamish and like get queasy, yeah. just turn it off right now. TMI. Um, so I recently started not just doing a low carb, but I have implemented like a super high protein diet because once I started doing like a lot of strength training, cause now I'm up to like four to five strength training a week. Um, I read that you need to supplement, like you need to up your protein or else you can't get the gains. Right. And so, yeah. um, I've been logging my protein every day and you're supposed to, they say they, the officials, experts, whatever they say, you're supposed to take about one, like whatever your weight is in pounds equivalent in grams of protein per day. So, um, yeah. plus or minus 10. Right. So for me, I have is to shoot right? between like a hundred to 130 grams ish. Right. Yeah. So I've been trying to do this, but a lot but of so, protein. Like, do you want to get buff? Do you want to get no, buff? No, no, no. No, but they said even for definition, you need the protein. Oh, okay, okay. So I mean, they said for women without hormone boosters, and like you can't get that bulky. Like, so yeah, if yeah. you really want to get like huge, you need like hormones. Like you can't yeah. just working yeah, yeah, out yeah, and having yeah, protein yeah. is never going to get you I, that bulky. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. So I've been upping my protein and upping and upping it. I, you know, I when I say I'm going to do something, you know, I do it. So I have a meeting yeah. my limit like every single day for about a week and a half I'm, I'm sure you're doing though, shakes you're doing shakes right well, that's the problem yeah. a lot of the protein is like dairy based yeah but you know i'm like borderline lactose oh no so around like day four i started having like major runs <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think like worse a lot john's like what's going on with you no, I, w I can't fart because you don't know what's going to happen I need to hold oh. in on like you just don't know. So um my worst day recent that's very appropriate to like the recent events is if like I'm stuck somewhere, but like, you know, yeah. I need to go. Like that that's, that's right. like a very pressing concern. Um that's it. Mm -hmm. It so was it was bad. It was bad. I so had you, to I think really... you might have to chill with your protein intake. Well, no, the protein was fine. I just had to like change the source yeah. of the protein. No more dairy. Oh, more you like plant-based protein. Yeah, I tried pea protein. It's disgusting. Oh, okay. Sorry, this no, is turning but, into like a weird yeah, workout. There, there, there's episode, a. I, I can get. I can but, get um, you a website, but they they have a like not. There's not whey protein, but it's it's more plant based. But it's well. So it's I, tried, I tried. Yeah, I tried pea protein. It made my stomach really weird. Um. So I've been eating a lot of cottage cheese, but like the non dairy kind. Oh. I know it tastes really gross. I've also been eating a lot of chicken breast, a lot of turkey breast, a lot of nuts. Mm. Um. And you know, but you know, here's the thing. And I said this on a previous episode. I think something about being like in the squarely middle age season of my life and being able to foresee, like, because now I'm in an age where I can feel the effects of what I heart, like what I planted in my 20s, right? Like I'm sowing yeah. kind of what I planted in my 20s. And I'm in, I can imagine like where this is going, like how yeah. I live my life now and how I invest in my body um, all aspects of my body now, spiritually, like socially, physically, all of that will have 
absolute consequences and how I Absolutely. am able to live my life in my later years. Um, yep. And sometimes I, you know, I think about this a lot because I worked in the hospital and I worked with a lot of sick people, um, a lot of people with chronic illnesses. And, you know, some of those people, like something that I would once heard from someone was, she said to me, cause she had um, CHF, she had congestive heart failure and she, she couldn't breathe very well. And she couldn't do the things that, you know, most people take for granted. And she said, it blows my mind that there are people out there who live their lives without ever having to think about their health. Like that was such yeah. a crazy thing. Cause for her, she's constantly thinking about yeah. her health that day. Will I, what kind yeah. of day will I have today? Will I be able to yeah. walk my kids to school? Will I be able to, yeah. you know, but yeah. most of us, especially if we're healthy and we're in kind of like a younger age bracket, yeah. we never think about mobility never. Never. or, you know, being never. able to do our never. basic tasks, yeah. but that yeah. is such a privilege and it is Such a, privilege a privilege that you have to invest in to maintain. You know, Absolutely. granted, I'm not saying that, you know, every person who invests in it will be healthy because there's a yeah. lot of other factors. But man, like it is our responsibility to do what we can do to maintain what we can. Now, going with that, I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer it, but I'm sure you'll try. Okay. But before okay. I do that, if, oh, you yeah, need a, if you just need a huge like protein intake. Yes. A Dave's triple burger. What is a Dave's triple burger? At Wendy's. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, but but that's so, but it also, okay. But it's I can't got, just have protein. I it's have got 1,160 calories, 81 <laughs> grams of fat. That's my entire meal for the day. 70 grams of protein. Okay, it's that's fantastic. crazy. But that's also like the caloric um, total that I'm supposed to be hitting like in my day. So after I eat that, I can't Wait, eat you anymore. Need a, you only need 1,100 calories a day? No, I think that according to my weight, they said I should be eating about 1,350. That's nothing. But then that's what they told me. You can't even eat a Big Mac. Ooh, you can like, end up disappearing, girl. You got to stop this. Stop this nonsense. All right. I can tell you anyway. right now from 39 years of dieting that I have never, ever disappeared. All right. I have never True. even had anybody tell don't, me I look thin. The only reason why um By the way, I this is this, very unhealthy. I know I know this information is because my son has to eat a day's triple to try to gain some weight. Well, so that's because he's why. trying to gain weight. I'm not trying to gain weight. Oh man. And he still has not been able to really gain the weight, even though he eats those on the regular. So anyway, but I'm, okay. You know, it's what was got, the God bless that metabolism of like the 16 year olds and the 17 year olds. Like, all, all it is, he's just burning it like crazy. Like, it just doesn't matter what he eats. He just burns it because he, you know, he's very active and that's why. But anyway, but yeah, what was the question you were going to ask me? No, I was going to ask you. Well, okay. But going back to that, I will, right. I will be very honest and say I do have, I don't have an unhealthy relationship with food per se, mm -hmm. but I do have an unhealthy relationship with weight because I um, grew up in a family that was extremely vanity oriented and um there was a lot of emphasis placed on the way we look and mm -hmm. i i being kind of like a chubby person most of my life um it was something that i constantly thought about you know whether i was gaining or losing weight and i think these things don't necessarily go away yeah like i think you get to a healthier place where it doesn't rule your life but I think it's always kind of there somewhere in my psyche. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I do have to be careful sometimes when I do these kinds of things to make sure that my priority is to be healthy and not to appear a certain way. Like that's not right. my focus. You know, I just want right, to. Right, right. Now the question I wanted to ask you is, um, 
growing up, like, did your dad smoke? No, no. never. Okay, because my dad smoked. My dad smoked. I tried for... a little bit when I was a teenager. I thought it'd be cool, but I couldn't handle it. You yeah. only tried it once? Yeah, when I was a teenager, I, I brought really? a pack of cigarettes and I'm like, all right, let me try to see if I can smoke it. Because it looks so cool in the movies. I'm like, oh, this looks cool, but I just couldn't do it. You know, I just <laughs> smoked one cigarette, I threw the whole thing away. And everybody still smokes. It was actually really crazy. Like the wow. amount of smoking that happens in yeah. Europe. But um, my dad was a smoker. My yes. grandpa was a smoker. And my dad smoked most of his, like, I want to say he probably stopped maybe when we moved to America, which was like 94. Okay. That's like when I was in okay. seventh grade. So okay. like most of my younger years, like I was around cigarettes and yeah. like ashtrays and all this. But I remember the reason why he quit was because there was a lot of social pressure within the church community for him mm. to quit. Like it was seen as this very sinful thing. Like something about cigarettes was seen very, very um, as it's bad. A Christian does not smoke cigarettes. Like a good yeah. Christian should not smoke cigarettes. It was like a thing. I'm not really sure where that came from. Yeah. Not to say I don't see how that makes sense, but I don't know why cigarettes were like the thing that it caught on to. Like mm. why cigarettes? Do you think that smoking cigarettes is sinful? You know, I, people have asked me this in the past. And um, I just think anything that you do addictively is sinful. Like anything that becomes an addiction for you can be a very sinful thing, you know? So I even think like, you know, like, yeah, because over drinking, like even coffee, right? Like if you drink like a gallon of coffee every day, that's, you're going to do some damage to your body. So at the end of the day, like I, I say very loosely, um, you know, like, you know, the body, and I think where, where the Korean people have gotten it is that because the body is your temple, it's a temple of God, you should take good care of your body, right? Like any, in anything. And, and you know, that's in, uh, that's why I'm talking about this whole food addiction thing that I'm talking about, this unhealthy relationship with food, because at the end of the day, if I don't, you know, work on this and I and I can't stop doing certain things, like I can't stop eating that Brookside chocolate, even though I see it right here before my very eyes, then that's an unhealthy thing. And why do you buy it, it then? My kids love it, and I love it. Once in a while, I love no, having I mean, a little bit doesn't of it. God say you should? Like, doesn't just say you should flee? I should what? The thing like you should. Oh no, yeah. So I feel things. like as long Maybe as I can just like, not have it in the house. Yeah. So you know, but smoking is addictive, right? Tobacco is an addiction, right? It can get very addictive. Like it's hard to stop. Okay, but isn't that true of a lot of things in life? So are you saying, um, like for example, I have met people who are addicted to exercising. You know, and inherently yeah. exercising is a positive thing, right? But are you saying that it's the addictive part of yeah. it that is sinful, not necessarily the actual? So, for example, like, what if I hate to? Okay, so what if like I smoke cigarettes, but I only do it socially once in a while, and I'm not addicted to it? That's okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, if you just can like, stop, like then drinking. I think that's fine. Yeah, just the same thing with the exercise. If you could just stop, that's fine. You know, I think there's got to be because some people. So some people exercise because they're their own God, right? And they want to, some people do it because they want to be worshipped. They want people to give them compliments and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's getting in the way in your relationship with God. So that's sinful, right? So anything that, that can become addictive, you know, is, is sinful, I think in many ways. So yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to just say so blatantly, like if you smoke, you're committing a sin every day, but if you can't stop, you know, and tobacco is known to destroy and is linked to not just cancer, but so many other diseases, terminal diseases. 
you're harming the temple of God and you should, you know, I mean, I, yeah, you should not smoke. Like I tell all my kids, please, please do not smoke cigarettes, no matter how much pressure you get from your friends. Like, don't do it because it'll just kill you. And so I just don't think it's a good thing. And, you know, but I understand some people doing it. They thought as a kid it was cool, but now they can't stop. But anything that becomes that kind of an addiction, same thing with drinking. It's nothing wrong with drinking. My mom would disagree with me, but there's nothing wrong with drinking. But if you can't live, go on a day with, without getting drunk and having to drink, there's a problem with that. Like there, there is a problem. You have an addiction to alcohol. You know, because you need to drink every single day in order for you to kind of get by. So anything addictive, I mean, it's just it's it's bad. It's bad. So, so that's what, what I would, would say. you say, though, then, because obviously the whole like narrative about the smoke of cigarettes was what you said earlier about how, we, you know, our bodies are the temple of the spirit yeah. and we need to like give it the best care possible. Um, would you ever say like if somebody um so like if somebody is doing very, having very unhealthy patterns, like some of them are very easy. Like I think in that particular context, it was about sexual sin, like mm. joining your body with like a prostitute, I think. Right. So, but you know, and that's a very clear yeah. example of like, yeah. clearly that is like not good for your body or soul, but there's certain things that I feel like are not as like, whoa, like that. Like for example, eating like foods that have like, high fructose corn syrup. Like, I know that sounds like really random, yeah. but it's also super universal in like most American processed foods, right? Like high fructose corn yeah. syrup is everywhere. You know, um, recently there was this whole hoopla because, um, you know, peeps, you know, peeps, like the Easter candy, the little bunnies, the marshmallow Oh, yeah, yeah, bunnies, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. They said that the purple ones and the pink ones had dye number three, which in Europe has been banned because it's carcinogenic, but in America it has not been banned. So, um, you know, things like this right how much of it is a christian's responsibility to make sure that we don't um like do you think it's part of a christian responsibility to be watchful of the things that we are putting into our bodies or do you feel like because i do know a lot of people are like oh like you can't how can you be you know like god will take care of it like it's okay and then there's also the other side where it's like no if like our bodies are the temple of God. Like we need to be very, very mindful. Yeah. And if cigarettes are bad and all of these things are bad because you're harming the body, then so are French fries and like eating yeah. a Dave's triple, like every single day. I mean, yeah. it's one thing if you're trying to be bigger, that's different, but you know, there's people who like can't yeah. stop eating processed yeah. foods, you know, not because yeah. they're a single mom who doesn't have any other yeah. means to feed their children, but because they're addicted and they just can't stop. Yeah. So like, do you, would you say these things are sinful patterns? They can be. I, I think they can be sinful patterns. And I, I would just say that I don't know if the church should be so blatantly, you know, policing this. This has to be a personal conviction for people. You know, like it has to be your own personal conviction, realizing like what is getting in the way with like your relationship with God. And like for me, like I was saying, you know what, this is like, if I'm not going to correct this, this is going to get in the way of my relationship with God of eating like this. And the last time like I was eating like that, um, before my before my physical transformation, one of the major symptoms of that wasn't just because I love food, but I was just so overly busy. And so I linked that and I realized that I've been so busy these days because I was trying to get my dissertation done. You know, I'm trying to get my school done and I didn't have an executive pass for two years. And so it was just like, I was so overwhelmed doing things, you know, and just doing things. And I'm realizing that when I'm super, super busy, 
I eat a lot. That's like my vice, like I, to kind of like deal yeah. with the busyness yeah. of life. Like and so I have mechanism. to be careful. Yeah. And then if I'm not as busy and I can really sort of live an unhurried life, then I'm in a much better place to be more disciplined and things like that. But like, it's just so hard when you're overwhelmed and you have that feeling. And so like one of the ways in how I deal with it sometimes is through eating. So I think that's the danger, right? Because God wants you to come to him, not eat a Dave's triple every day. You know, um, because you're struggling and you need an out. And one of the ways is you use food to do that or whatever it might be, you know, and stuff. But I think you should. I don't. But I think like going too crazy about that stuff is, is unhealthy, too. But it's just be healthy balance. Like, I think it's OK to eat French fries. You know, you shouldn't be eating it every day. You know, you should try to if eat healthier foods. Yeah. So I just if think there's got to be a balance. If there's a balance in life, I think that's good. But the things that the problem is that, you know, there's just such there's things in this in this the things like in the world that can be so addictive and cigarettes are just naturally meant to be addictive you know they're 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 created to be addictive they want you to be addicted to that thing so that they can make more money right so of course and that's why every so many of these hollywood movies even today everyone's still smoking and it looks so cool it when like, especially like in these action movies like when they just but you know what I mean, I'll say one thing and then we should, maybe we can switch gears, yeah. but I, it, it is very interesting though, because I was reading something that said that, um, it's usually very, very difficult to change a culture once it's set, yes. but cigarette smoking is actually one of the really interesting, uh, phenomena because somehow American society was able to change the view, the way we view smoking. So yeah. when we were growing up, you're right. A lot of people said it was cool, but then they said that, and I know there's like some loopholes here because actually a lot of people vape now, like a lot of kids think vaping is yeah. cool, but for a pretty long time, smoking became like a bad thing to the point where we got rid of it in all our restaurants. Like there's no more smoking sections. Like when people mm. smoke outside in the cold, mm -hmm. we like, they, they, smokers actually have said i feel like a second class citizen in america because yeah. like they're banning us to like these you know you can't even smoke with and you like can't even smoke outside in some places like in times yeah, like square schools, you're not allowed to smoke in times square right yeah. right so they did say something very interesting about smoking is that somehow we were able to change the perspective of how we viewed smoking mm -hmm. as being really really cool and glamorous to being kind of gross and they're studying yeah. that because it's such a unique thing that's happened because from all the other things once the culture has said it a certain way it's like borderline impossible to change a culture and you know this absolutely yeah. but i think but then like when you think about like you see that happen here but it but then what do these tobacco companies do they prey on other countries like korea right. and other places yeah. like that and so yeah. like it's like okay well forget the americans now let's go let's go uh work on these other folks so and korea it's like everyone smokes in korea it's an, it's just such an unhealthy pattern so anyway yeah so let's move on from food addiction. Didn't you want to talk about the recent tragedy? Um, but when you say that, you're talking about gun violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you want I, I thought there? maybe it might be good to talk. Yeah, I thought it'd be good to talk about it uh, because it's such a, I mean, every day, I mean, people are just going into places um, and unfortunately shooting people up and killing people for no apparent reason and it's just you see this gun violence and it's just like what are we doing here as a country you know should we you know I'm, i've never been a part of the nra or anything like that and what are we doing as a country are we, are we continuing to advocate and be okay with with you know allowing firearms to be legal in this country and i do know that you know because i have friends who do have guns 
I know people who do and and stuff and you know I know how it's my right to have firearm you know and stuff like that um so yeah I thought we can kind of talk about it. I'd love to get your perspective and I have a, I have a I had an experience several years ago that really kind of opened my eyes about certain things that I never thought about and may, and I want, I'd like to share it but I'd love to get your thoughts about the whole gun violence stuff Sua I feel like my thoughts are very generic though because yeah. like very predictable like I'm I can I'm pretty sure if you tried to say what my thoughts are, you could probably guess to a hundred percent like I, what my thoughts are. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, knows. how could I not? Yeah. I I think it's I think it's bonkers. Like, I actually think yeah. the way Americans are attached to the Second Amendment and guns is completely bonkers. Like, sometimes I just don't understand it. Um. Like even recently, I forgot who, but after the Nashville shooting, somebody, one of the legislators said something like, it's kind of like cars, you know, car accidents happen and terrible things happen to people. They break bones and they die, but it's kind of like, like collateral damage that we have to take with the benefits of driving cars yeah. and guns are the same thing. It's, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but his gist was, you know, yeah, of course, like we, we will have some, you know, innocent people die, innocent children die, but it's worth it to uphold our second amendment and like yeah. have gone on. And to me, that just sounds so crazy. And I think that's why I'm not the right person to have this conversation with because I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And I'm not yeah. saying responsible gun ownership is not a thing. I have friends who have guns. Like, I have yeah. actually a variety. I live in Ohio now. But even when I used to live in New Jersey, I had a friend, one of Lila's friends' parents who lived in Haworth, who had a bunch of guns in their basement. But yeah. they were, like, all kept in safes. They had a very specific way that they did it. Um, and so I am not saying people cannot own guns. But this whole... um presenting of gun safety as this evil um, agenda of like the woke liberals to take away the guns from good American citizens is so crazy to me, you know, like yeah. some, the, the yeah. fact that there's no middle ground, like we can't have, we can't advocate for people to have responsible gun ownership without somehow having the other side believe that we're these evil people trying to take away their second amendment rights and their guns yeah i mean it's it is i mean i go to nebraska every year at least once a year and i go fishing for like a week love it but i could go there and i can buy a rifle yeah and it's no problem you know it's no problem for me you know you can't do that in new jersey new jersey is one of the toughest states to get a gun mm -hmm. license um and uh and i'm just so grateful for that that it is uh but yeah but there are parts in this country, there are places in this country where it's so easy to go and just buy a gun. Like they won't even do it. Like just your customer, it's like buying a piece of candy. So it's a sad reality, and there needs to be um, some serious deep re uh, reconsideration. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like I, I hate to be a, a Debbie Downer. Like it would have happened by now, but the NRA is so yeah. powerful. They are so powerful that I just and and when I say powerful, it's not that they have wealth because there's of course a lot of organizations that have wealth but they have power. Mm -hmm. They have people in Washington. They have people, you know, like literally lobbyists. Uh, they basically own an entire political party, you know? So it's just, it's not there. I don't think there'll ever be, I hope there's stricter laws. I mean, I hope that that's going to be our best case scenario, 
So I don't know how feasible at this point it is to keep saying, let's get rid of guns because it's just not going to happen. We're not going to be a country where all of a sudden we're going to make it illegal. Um, you know, because you look at the stats, like you look at Australia and when they made guns illegal, like everything, like the country is like one of the best places to live now. You know, South Korea, you know, guns are illegal. And again, it's safe. Like kids walk around the streets and like in Seoul, because I lived there for two months. It's like 1130 at night. You know, they're, they're, they're finishing up their schools and then, you know, they go to the after school programs and then they start walking home like like scary places like we would never go at night. But they're just there because it's just a much safer place to live, you know, things like that. So, like, we there is so much evidence around the world where there's countries that ban guns and life, the quality of life is so rich and so good. But we, we don't care about that because the NRI just cares about the money, the power of having it. But I will say this. Um, a couple years ago, I did a, I, I spoke at a pastor's conference in Alaska. And... Um, you know, and it was interesting because we, you know, we went and it wasn't, it wasn't an Anchorage. Um, it was, a, it was a bit North and a lot of the indigenous pa pastors came. And, um, I mean, there are places, remote places, just a few places in this country, like Alaska, where the only way you can have a meal is if you actually go out and hunt it. And that was mind boggling to me. That was absolutely mind-boggling to me to think that there are no supermarkets. The only way you're going to be able to eat is if you take your rifle and you kill something and you eat it. Like in this day and age, that still exists in some parts of this world. And I just thought to myself, wow, it's a whole different perspective. And they're just sharing, you know, like of all the great hunting that they were able to do, you know, a uh, husband got really sick, but because, you know, like God provided all these, you know, uh, gooses or geeses or whatever like they were able to store it in their freezer okay, and yes but they're not like, using Whoa. assault rifles like they're not exactly, using like yeah. military grade assault so, rifles so you know they're using me, hunting I, rifles i think things like that like i think like all those assault rifles and all that like yeah that should like we, we could totally make that illegal like we should totally do that you know and have much stricter gun laws and stuff so yeah so in the sense of like making guns like fully legal like i just don't think that's going to happen uh, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I think we have to really advocate for stronger, you know, uh, ways to uh, stronger gun laws. And I think, you know, I think we're trying to do it, but I just don't know. I don't know if we're going to be successful because the NRA is just so powerful. They but control you know, don't this you country. Think it's interesting because I remember I was, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody. Um, I have a couple of people, but um, this particular person was, um, she was black and she said to me, Sua, um, if, killing a bunch of white upper class kids mm. um like them dying and sandy hook doesn't bring about a change it's over like yeah. what possible other scenario could there be um and you know what's crazy is now it's we we're almost become de becoming desensitized so when there's we another are. shooting people are just it's like just oh a, it's a normal another thing. shooting yeah. whereas i distinctly remember when columbine first happened mm -hmm. it was Everything stopped. Like everything, everything stopped. there was nothing else on the news. It was like a 9 yes. 11 type of gravity. Yes. Like yes. Columbine was crazy. And crazy. now the the yeah. speed at which we move on yeah. from the shooting coverage yep. and how it competes with yep. other types of coverage yep. already yep. shows you that we've become desensitized to it. And that Absolutely. is so scary that somehow we can yes. become desensitized to yes. innocent children um, yeah. and teachers and educators being killed. Yep. It's yep. so wild to me. Yep. And it also, you know, 
um, it kind of makes me think what on a, like a more philosophical maybe level, like it can't just be about the guns, right? Like it's not, yes, you're right. The NRA is extremely powerful. Um, and you're right. They're powerful because they have, they have lobbying power and they're able to, um, basically have these people on hold where they can't even disagree with them. They have to do, cause yeah. they're basically like they have them in a chokehold. Right. Yep. yep. But even like, aside from that, what is it that these guns are representing to these people who just cannot seem to let go of them? Because I don't mm. think it's just the guns. Like it must represent something else to them. And I'm trying to figure that out. Um, like what does this the second right second amendment rights like represent overall that it seems yeah. like such a life like i'm willing to give up my life to fight mm -hmm. for my right to own a gun like what does the gun represent there's no way it's just guns to them yeah. it represents something deeper you know is it america like does it represent like the america that they're fighting for because that's their sense of identity you know um does it represent their ability to be free from all the the progressive changes that are happening in our country and this is where these people feel like this is the hill that i die on because yeah. you know you're taking away everything from me the world is changing basic things that i grew up with being taught are being challenged now and this is the thing that for me represents my my refusal to go with the shifting mm. culture like mm. i don't know what it is that the guns yeah. are representing that they're willing to go this far do you know what i mean yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like we're just so drawn to power, right? Like just let's look at it as an individual person, not even affiliated with the NRA, but has guns. I mean, gun is a very powerful weapon. I mean, it's a, it, 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 you have a gun, you can protect your family, you can you know go out, hunt, whatever, but it's just, it represents power and people love power. And I think what we're asking people to do is to give up that power and people don't like giving up power. And uh, so it's more than that. So I think for those who don't have guns, we're like, what? what what's, this is a no brainer. But when somebody owns something like that, it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me to give up my power? Like you want me to give up my power now? And unfortunately, when people grab those guns and they go into schools and, and what are they doing? They're displaying their power, right? Because they feel so powerless without it. So now this is their one moment where they can feel powerful. And do what they want to do. And so it's like the Lord of the Rings kind of a thing. So yeah, it's just so hard, I think. And it's a difficult, difficult discussion. And I just hope that we will see a day where, you know, that uh, because it's, you know, thankfully you and I, we don't know anyone that has been affected by this directly, like in a public place, but it's happening all the time. And it happens yeah. in malls. Like I wonder now, I'm like, my son's going to the mall with his friends. Like, oh, I hope he's going to be okay. You know, and stuff like that. But I, I don't want to live life where it's like, don't go. You never know. Somebody can walk in there with a gun and start shooting people up. And so this is just the reality of life that we live now and we have to see. But I just don't think people like giving up power. Power is something we don't want to give up. And you no, know, if it's a gun, but other things, if you have the power and you ask somebody to give it up, they don't want to do it. And that's I, why they'll do whatever it takes to protect themselves so that they can continue to live with that power. Like, I think that you're totally saying something um, that's, it's very interesting because it reminds me of that whole craziness that we had with the masks during COVID where people were mm. getting into violent fights on airplanes and Walmart and all these places, like 
because they refuse to wear a mask. And somehow yeah. the stupid, silly thing of wearing a mask while you are on an airplane or shopping for a small percentage of your life became such a contentious issue that people were literally like going to jail. Like they were getting arrested each other and stuff. Up. And I just right. couldn't understand once again, like, it's just a mask. Like, what yep. is the deal? But I think yep. it all comes down to, like you said, it's the power. Like, it's power. my freedom and my power. Yep. Like, you are taking my power yep. to not wear a mask yep. and saying that I have to. Like, you're taking away my freedom and my power. Yeah. And maybe these are, like, the idols of, um, these are our, the idols. of America, but also br more broadly, like, our generation where it's so individualistic and like it's all about my rights my power my yeah. freedom and there's such a little sense of um community yeah. and it was very this is very crazy because i was listening to something recently and the talk was actually about women and how are women viewed in the old testament and are they dehumanized it's like that's a whole other mm. topic but it was very interesting because the woman who was speaking was like she's like a harvard phd studies like woman in the old testament and she was defining for me or for the listeners what family life looked like in the ancient near east like ancient times mm. in israel mm. It was so weird for me because I literally almost couldn't imagine it because everything was so inextricably linked with each other, like the yeah. patriarch and the daughter mm. and the son. And literally everybody is interconnected and one person's something affects like the entire chain of the mm. family mm. and then also like their community in a broader sense. And this mm. is something that is so foreign to me living in mm. America in 2023 because all of the narrative has shifted to individual and like myself and what is yeah. good for me yep. and what is fun for me and what yeah. is beneficial for me. And I think once again, it's, you know, it's that, that power struggle, but it comes down to all like my power. It's not even about right. like the power of That's the right. community or yep. what's better for our community. It's like my freedom and my power, you know, yeah. and maybe that is like that idolatry. It is. Right. And it's, you know, I, I studied for my doctoral program. One of the things I had to do, I had to study different cultures in the country around the world. And, um, you know, there, there is like eight different traits that make up a culture. And one of it is, is the society more of an individualist or they're more community based, mm -hmm. meaning they make decisions that's based, that's for the well-being of the community. Yeah. There is no other country in this world that is more individualistic than the U.S. of A., out of 100, we scored a 91 or 92. Dang. There is no other country that even comes close. And so that's part of understanding our country because we're so individualistic, because this is my right. This is, we don't think about the other culture. We don't think about other, you know, other, other people for the well-being. It's always about just me. It's about me, my house, my stuff. I don't care about other people. When you look at other countries, like especially Asian countries, like Eastern countries, they're more communal based. It's really about this whole of the society. How can we better, you know, for like family based? Like, how can I better my life for the sake of my family, right? And stuff like that. But like, it's even like you look at the family base in this country, and for most part, when somebody like graduates, like you know, I have family member, and they when they when they turned eighteen, you know, the father said, "You're out of the house now. Mm -hmm. You got to make your own." And I just, that's so foreign to me. Yeah, same. Like, what? Like, you shouldn't leave the house so you get married, you know, kind of a thing. But like, you know, it's just such an individualistic now is your time. And I think there are benefits for that. There's always pros to it as well. But the con is simply that this this is a very 
individualistic, a very, it's really just about me, myself, and I, and that's it. Because of that, I think it's one of the, one of the greater barriers that's, that we're going to take because, you know, you think about what guns have done historically, you know, and stuff like that. It's not just for food and all that stuff, but you think about like how it's allowed us to defeat countries, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, create in this country the perfect genocide with the Native Americans. We use guns. They had bow and arrows, you know, and stuff like that. There's no competition, right? It could be they could be huge and stronger and better and faster, but because we had firearms, we were able to claim this country as ours because we had guns and they didn't. It's this power and and it's this power that 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 we were able to wield on other nations and other countries and take over it too. It's just it's that long history that that's why I just don't think in this country it's ever going to happen. But I hope there'll be stronger laws stronger laws and we'll see you know we'll see what happens only time will tell you know i'm hopeful for this the gen z generation we'll see what happens you know like right now it's uh if, if they come into power political power there could be hope and things could change you just never know so you i'm know hopeful why, I, um, yeah. you know why i have hope for this new generation well why despite all of their um shortcomings is, you know what's really funny i was saying something in my small group a couple months ago i want to say about yeah yeah like there's all this stuff about the gen z blah 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 and there was this like lady who's like one i think she must be straddling the boomer and xers and she said to me that's really funny that you say that because those are all the things we said about you guys the millennials (laughs) i was like okay so i guess like every generation is like very very critical of like a generation after them but i will tell you um something that's very interesting to me is that I went to JFK recently. Um, you know, I, I went to Rome. We went to Italy and mm. we were flying back and there was a lot of storms that day. Like the winds were super strong. So even though our flight left 10 minutes early, we arrived 50 minutes late. And so yeah. we missed our connecting flight. Um, mm. And then because all of these flights had gotten canceled the day before because of like the tornadoes and stuff, they had yeah. nothing for two days. And so yeah. we were like, we just have to rent a car and drive home. Yeah. But my point in the story is, JFK is the meanest airport in the history of airports. When I used to go to JFK, I would dread it because yeah. I was like, these people are so mean. They're always yelling yeah. at us. Yeah. So when John told me our layover was in JFK, I was like, why JFK? Of all the airports, for yeah. the love of God, why, yeah. why JFK? Yeah. 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 But we went to JFK. They were so nice. So <laughs> nice. And and it was so my like I literally was. And, you know, it's confirmation bias, right? So, like, I'm much more likely yeah. to find meanness to agree with my, what is this being? So, for example, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I was standing, we were standing online to um, clear customs, but Audrey had to go potty so badly. Like, she was mm. crying because she had to go potty so badly. But what are you going to do? We're in the line. Like, we can't leave yeah. the line right now. We've been waiting on it. So then this lady who's, like, the person who's, like, doing the lines and telling you which line to go to, she sees us and she goes, like she's like so john's like do you know where the bathroom is and she goes yeah there's a bathroom right outside of the clearance so then we're saying to audrey you just have to hold it okay and the lady is like looking at her right like she's like "Hmm." and then Mm. she comes back and then she's watching her and she says just come with me and she let us go cut the line and go to the one of the open areas now john being the cynical person he is he's like oh she just didn't want to clean up piss on the floor Mm. that's why like she took but i don't think that's what it was like i genuinely think Sorry, somebody is at my house and now my dog okay. is going to oh. bark. It's fine. It's okay. This we can wrap up in a little bit. Yeah. Thing. So anyway, so the lady was super nice. Then we 
leave customs, we've missed our flight. So we're at the Delta desk. And usually these people, these people are so mean. They're like, what we can do is what we can do. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what can we do? She literally was there for like 50 minutes trying to find us a connecting flight. And then she was wow. even asking her boss. She was asking the woman who was working next to her, like, how can we help her? And then she literally just kept saying to us, I just feel so bad for you guys. Mm. I just feel so bad for you guys. I was so shocked. And what then we went to rent own? the car and yeah. the lady at the rental car desk was so nice. And so my point is all of these people were really young. Like they yeah. all looked like they were like mostly in their 20s, yeah. maybe 30. Yeah. And I feel like there's something that's shifted yeah. the culture yeah. Yeah. where yeah. like people yeah. used to be really mean. And this is totally yeah. anecdotal evidence. This could be yeah. completely off. But that made me feel like, man, like the culture of this place has changed with new people coming in. Yeah. And I do feel yeah. like with all of the things that we say about Generation Z and all the critical yeah. things we say about them, they are one of the most justice-oriented, empathetic, compassionate generations yep. that we've seen yep. in a very long time. Yep. Yep. And so in some ways, you're right. Like I do have a lot of hope. Um, I do. And I hope that, you know, it's a kinder, more just place. But, but, but to wrap it up, like I do want to say, wrap it up. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. You're gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapping up my part. Um, it is as a parent sometimes a really difficult world to send my kids out yeah. into, and Absolutely. I know that that sounds like a very privileged thing to say, also because, I mean, mm. when has really the world been a safe place? Yeah. You know, I mean, think about the history of America alone. Like it's yeah. always been a very yeah. violent and oppressive and unjust place. Even now, like there's wars going on in other parts of the country, famines going on, like. Yeah. It's never, it's never yeah. been. And I yeah. think sometimes we forget living in a wealthy country that um, we really live in a broken, sinful, dark place. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's easy yeah. to forget that when I'm living on my farm in Ohio, by the way, we got chicks. So we're really starting this farm, <laughs> farm trajectory. Um, but, you know, I do have to keep reminding myself, like, it is normal that the world is a dark, unjust place. Yeah. Like, this True. is never going to be. Until That's Jesus right. comes That's back, right. it's just never going to be. Yep. But I think yep. I have to remind myself in those times when I feel that anxiety just really sucking mm. my soul out and me feeling like I'm going to be paralyzed in this anxiety and fear of like, how can I send my kids out into this? Like, how can I, how can I do this? I have to remind myself, like, it's supposed to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is coming. So even though every day feels dark and sometimes you feel like you can't take another step because you're paralyzed with anxiety and just you're so weighed down by like just the weight of the injustice and oppression um jesus is coming he is yeah. our hope that is an yep. ultimate absolute thing we don't know when but he will absolutely return and all things will be made good right. again and he will restore it and I know like people say like Christians, oh my gosh, like religion is such a crutch. Like it's like yeah. an opiate for the masses, whatever. Give me the freaking opium and the crutch. Okay. Like That's I right. need it. Like I, right. I cannot That's live right. in this right. world yep. without reminding myself that Jesus is coming because I need, right. I need a crutch. Like I, I need a right. crutch, you know? And heaven will be a place where there'll be no guns. It's going to be perfect. And, uh, and that's the reality. So but yeah, thanks, Sua. This was great. And I hope if you guys have any thoughts, any comments, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can just comment on our social media posts, or if you want to email us, you can email us. Go to weekpastor.org, and we'd love to hear from you. So we just want to thank you again for listening. We'll hopefully you hear us next week. Take care. Bye.